We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in. Thursday edition of Sports Talk, the second half as we lead into Thursday night football. As always, Steve Geller, along with Charlie Long, running master control, getting ready for our fantasy forecast coming for week 15 in the NFL, Kevin Payne, fantasy sports analyst for rotowire.com, will be joining us as it's playoff time for fantasy uh, land. And uh, there's a lot of still question marks. Obviously, the quarterback situations. Uh, I'm going into tonight's matchup. No Keenan Allen. So that's a big blow to my big money league, too. So I lost last week. I'm out of our playoffs in our little kind of like quasi work league that right. Jordan set up. So I'm not really worried about it anymore. But I had Trevor Lawrence who got injured last week. And then I had Justin Herbert in our two quarterback league and they got hurt back to back weeks. That it was, was an omen. Frustrating. So yeah, I mean, I missed out. I'm not really, I don't really care at this point. So we got uh, tonight's game between the Chargers and the Raiders. <laughs> the latest report is that Josh Jacobs is inactive tonight due to his quad injury via ESPN's Adam Schefter and Devontae Adams for the Raiders star wide receiver is active tonight despite being listed as questionable due to an illness so we'll talk with Kevin about you know some players tonight I think you also say Keenan Allen's out tonight um a lot of players that you would imagine to be playing it, it, on both sides of the ball with the Chargers and the Raiders are not going to be active, but you still have some guys like Adams and Austin Eckler, who's had a kind of a down year, but he's going to be active tonight as well. Eckler's been my biggest regret this season because I picked him over Christian McCaffrey in, in the big money league, and I was like, Ouch. it's been a huge, huge mistake. Hopefully he can make that up to me now in the playoffs, uh, considering that he's the big and only option right now for for the bolts heading into this game so hopefully he can barrel over those raiders uh looking at the saints matchup obviously the new york giants come into the superdome a lot with a lot more confidence than i think everybody expected early on from this team they will look like where they, they were left for dead and then they got that re-energized mojo uh, from an undrafted rookie quarterback from new jersey that's been grabbing everyone's attention there but also running back Saquon Barkley, man, he's had a heck of a season, I think, very uh, underrated back this year in, in the league, and I'm definitely worried about him going up against this Saints defense in the matchup. Do you remember, because uh, I do, during the offseason we were talking about the value of running backs and how they've just been such a devalued position <laughs> right. I mean, and how Saquon was sitting out trying to get a deal done. And same thing with Josh Jacobs and both these guys. I mean, they put out really solid numbers again this year. But they only got those one-year deals. So it's going to be the same thing with Saquon this upcoming offseason. Like, are the Giants finally going to commit to him long-term, or are they just going to keep giving him these one-year deals? I think that's kind of the market for running backs right now. But as you said, Saquon's been fantastic. As far as Tommy DeVito goes, 3-1 and one since becoming a starter. I mean, if you look at the Giants, you know, we were kind of writing them off, this game off, so to speak, a couple weeks back when we were looking ahead at the same schedule. Right. The Giants have gotten hot. And that's not a good sign. I mean, they've beaten the the Commanders and then the Patriots, uh, two teams that are at the bottom of the NFL. But then they beat the Packers this past Monday Night Football, and I think that surprised a lot of people because uh, the Packers were hot. I mean, Matt LaFleur is kind of known for being ridiculously good in December. Uh, and for the Giants to go ahead and beat them on Monday Night Football in primetime against a Packers team that was, as I said, hot at the time, I mean, now the Giants are hot coming into New Orleans, so it's going to be a tough matchup. Yeah, the Jordan Love roller coaster. There's been, you know, good parts to his game, some bad, and it was one of those bad outings for him again last week. 
What do you think about Jordan Love? It's been really tough. I, I, I thought like there's been times where I've seen something there, but then he just seems to go back and, and regress in some games. Uh, very inconsistent. Uh, I think that there's something there for the Green Bay Packers, uh, but I don't know if he's definitely that lock-solid franchise dude for you. We need him to have a big week this week against the Buccaneers, though. <laughs> I right. mean, the Packers right. have been go, his three-and-a-half point go. favorites at home, so we'll see what happens there. But, no, I'm with you with this this Giants squad. You, you just got to cool them off because if you're looking at, you know, the playoff pitcher, I mean, you mentioned it earlier during triple option, yeah. and just looking at the different chances of teams to make the playoffs, the Giants are kind of hanging around. Like, they're not, obviously, 5-8 and eight record. They're not favored to make the playoffs as a wild-card team in the NFC. But it's not like they're in the AFC where they're competing with six teams that are 7-6. and six trying to fight for a playoff spot where Buffalo is the 11 seed in the AFC. It's not that deep in the NFC. So they can really go on a roll late, and they still have two matches against the Eagles. I'm not saying that the Giants are going to make the playoffs or anything like that, um, but it, they are still a dangerous team at this point in the season. Yeah, I've, I was kind of surprised when I went through those playoff scenarios that they didn't have the – ESPN didn't have the Giants even in the in the hunt category right now. Because they play the Eagles twice, and I, I think they're <laughs> expecting two losses there. So they're going to finish up the season like a, with a – you know, six and eleven, seven and ten type of record, but at the same time, you know, Bobby says it all the time. It matters when you play a team, and you're playing a team that's feeling confident, coming off a three-game winning streak, trying to make it four. So, yeah, hopefully this Saints team can string together that magical five-game run we're hoping for. I don't know uh, what to expect down the stretch. I think maybe three and one is more likely i'm trying to be optimistic well, about the you know the the matchups down the stretch obviously are favorable all losing records the rest of the way for the Saints. that's what i was about to say like you're playing teams in your tier right exactly I, I did that for one of the morning reports this morning if you're looking at it and jeff nowak brought this up on the saints hour and it's a good point like 68 percent of the league is within five and eight or eight and five right. and you know we talked with mark schlereth earlier and he was just like is it parody or is it mediocrity in the nfl like that's kind of the question mark you're balancing that act so to speak but if you're looking at the Giants, they're five and eight. The Rams are six and seven. The Bucks are six and seven, and the Falcons are six and seven. But the Saints are also six and seven, so they're all in the same tier. It's about who's going to get hot at the right time and kind of stand above the rest of the pack. Like there's going to be one of these teams that's going to make the playoffs, specifically the Saints, Bucks, and Falcons, and going to win the terrible NFC South. So we'll see what happens. But it's not like, as Bobby has said in the past, it's not like you're looking at the schedule and you're like, oh shoot, we have. Kansas City coming up. We have, you know, Dallas and Philadelphia. Like, this type of schedule that Buffalo is currently going through right now. Like, they had a ridiculous kind of three or four game stretch that they're still going through. Uh, the Saints don't have that in these final four weeks. You're playing a lot of teams on your same tier. Can you beat those teams and prove that you deserve to be in the playoffs? Yeah, I know we're not supposed to obviously look too far ahead in games uh, focused on Sunday night, Sunday afternoon against the Giants. But, man, right after that is what worries me, that short turnaround having to go to L.A. against the Rams squad that has been playing a heck of a lot better of late. See, that's kind of my question about the Rams, though, is how do they kind of bounce back from that loss to the Ravens where – I mean, the Ravens kind of took it late, so to speak. Like they won that game in overtime on a on a game winning punt return. Like that's that's not you don't see that very often no, in OT. Not at all. But at the same time, like the Ravens had their chance to choke that game, and they've done it a couple times this year. Baltimore, I still think, is the class of the AFC. But there's been times where they've slipped up, 
and you were wondering if they were going to do it against a Rams team that was looking for an upset to get to a winning record and be like kind of cement themselves as one of those wild card teams. They're not winning the West. I mean, the West is San Francisco's at this point, right? But they can still kind of leapfrog a, a slumping Seattle team. They can leapfrog a team like the Vikings that are who knows who their quarterback is. It's Nick Mullins this upcoming week. I know that. So shout out to Jimmy. But they were looking to kind of make their statement win on the road in Baltimore. They fell short. So how do they respond? You know, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens with the Rams, but I do think that that's probably the toughest team they still have left on their schedule. You got any questions for your fantasy football playoffs? Give us a call on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. That's 504-260-1870. Fantasy forecast coming up next. Kevin Payne of rotowire.com here on WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocado like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back into Sports Talk. Steve Geller along with Charlie Long running master control here getting our fantasy forecast now from rotowires.com's Kevin Payne. Kevin, how you doing today, my man? I'm doing good. Uh, my main league, I <laughs> finished in second place. I did not finish in first, being totally truthful. But first and second, get a bye. So I don't have to make any decisions for that league this week. Oh, so you got a bye and completely just coast in. Yeah, absolutely, which I do like. Um, the other thing that this league does, which I would recommend to anybody in a fantasy football league, is the last playoff spot is not by win-loss record, but by the team that has the most fantasy points, four, which I mean, we've all been, I think, part yeah. of this. If you've done fantasy for quite some time, that there's going to be a time where you go ahead and your team's great, but you, the win-loss record is horrible. So I do like the fact that we go ahead and let the team in that has the most fantasy points for them after you go ahead and fill the first few uh, teams as far as win-loss record. Yeah, I like that little take on it. Uh, looking at tonight's matchup, Thursday night football, Chargers, Raiders. Man, oh, man, the quarterback battle, not with anyone expected at all. Uh, devastating news, obviously, for the Bolts losing uh, Herbert for the rest of the season. They don't have Keaton Allen at all tonight either, who's not playing. Uh I guess you got to hopefully, if you have Austin Eckler, lean on him and uh, hope that the Raiders aren't able to contain him. But I was wondering what you thought of the fact that with uh, the Raiders running back down um, and you should uh, shake ups. Yeah, should yeah. should folks go and pick up Zamir White? Is that a worthy play tonight, or, or is it not even uh, something you should consider? Uh, considering it is playoff time. Yeah, it's it's really tough. I mean, when you take a look at uh, 
as you said, like basically what's happened, uh, it's been really rough so far. Amir Abdullah is in there too. And uh, I wrote about both these guys for waiver wire this week. And it's kind of tough to kind of read the tea leaves and figure (laughs) out who's going to do what. But Amir Abdullah, he's got the experience. He catches passes out of the backfield. I do think Samir White is the better guy to do. And if you're going to play him, you're not playing him in the flex spot. You've got to play him in the running back spot because it's the first game of the week. We've got three staggered games on Saturday. We've got a bunch of games on Sunday and then the Monday night game. But it's, it's, it's kind of tough. It just depends on i got to think if you got to the fantasy playoffs, you're probably not resting on Zamir White as your top option. But, again, if you're Josh Jacobs' owner, maybe you are. I don't know. Jacobs wasn't obviously as good this year as he was last year. He was an absolutely fantasy monster last year. You go ahead and take a look at his last few games. I mean, he's got a bunch of single-digit games this year. He's got as much single-digit games as he has double-digit games in PPR format. So, I got to think you probably have better options, but it's definitely an interesting Thursday night game. Uh, but I, you know, I also wrote that uh, last week the Raiders lost three to nothing. It was like the Minnesota Twins instead of the Vikings. The Minnesota Twins beat the Oakland Athletics three to nothing, given the fact of what's going on with Oakland moving to Las Vegas. So there are some other big names that are playing tonight on Thursday Night Football, Kevin. Obviously, we heard that Devontae Adams is going to be playing despite being questionable with an illness, and then Austin Eckler is going to be in this game. He hasn't had the best fantasy year as opposed to some of his other years recently. Uh, But what are your kind of expectations for those two players? Yeah, so here's the tough thing about Devontae Adams. is He's another guy that he was a late first-round pick in most cases, has not really performed well this year. But are you going to go ahead and sit him? Uh, Absolutely not. This is a game against the uh, the Chargers that the Chargers rank 30th against opposing wide receivers. So if you have Devontae Adams, I got to think good things are going to be in store for him tonight, even though the quarterback position has been definitely suspect. We now see what a big impact that Aaron Rodgers had for his fantasy value. Not surprising. I mean, he's basically, we always used to joke that, look, Devontae Adams is the goal linebacker for the Green Bay Packers. But you take a look at Eckler, too. Uh, it's been a rough uh, season for Eckler. After uh, being able to do everything, you know, as far as scoring touchdowns, catching passes out of the backfield, now he's going to be downgraded with a quarterback. Gosh, but you still, I think, have to go out and play them. Just, again, make sure that Devontae Adams, Austin Eckler, you got to play them. Just make sure that they're in your prime spots, and then you can go out and figure out the other spots for your RB2, wide receiver 2, and flex spots as the weekend goes on for the fantasy playoffs. Kevin, a player that's really heating up recently, and he scares the bejesus out of me with this first-round playoff matchup that I'm going against, is Debo Samuel for the 49ers. I mean, back-to-back 35-point games. I mean, that's what I'm saying, Kevin. I'm not. I'm really kind of nervous about this matchup. He's going against the Cardinals, who are ranked 20th against opposing receivers. I mean, do I, do I stand a chance this week, or am I going to see Debo put up another 30 spot? <laughs> Uh, you mean the Cardinals who uh, ranked 21st against opposing wide receivers? Yeah. Look, they know what they have in Debo Samuel, and he, the, the big thing with him is he's fully healthy. They gave him time off before the bye week. Ever since the last two, three weeks, I mean, he's been an absolute monster. They're giving him carries. They're just trying to get the ball in his hands, which is exactly what they should do. And I think they even came out today and said uh, Shannon wasn't sure who's the – MVP between, oh, no, actually, I think it was between Purdy and CMC, which I don't know why uh, why Debo's not in that uh, conversation as well. But Debo, man, he is an absolute monster. 
I would not be happy if I'm looking at him against fantasy playoffs for this week. I would definitely be scared. <laughs> the one thing you can do is maybe bet some of his overs, and then that's kind of hedging if he goes out and destroys you this week. So yeah, I mean, I guess that that's might be the recommendation point. I make. Yeah, I mean, I guess we're also going to see what happens with Justin Jefferson, who, you know, has missed a majority of the season for me as after I picked him 101. It's been kind of disappointing. He finally gets back from that hamstring injury that he missed, like, what, six weeks for, and then he gets a back injury and misses most of the game last week. Uh, but looking at uh, – we actually have a text on our Okunard Jewelers talking text line from Big Friendly. He said, uh, for Roto, three PPR lineup questions. First and foremost, uh, he's got a running back question for you here, Kevin. He's got Brees Hall, Zach Moss, and Ezekiel Elliott in PPR. Probably sitting Elliott. I know he had a great game last Thursday. They've had extra time. But out of those three, especially if it's PPR catching passes, uh, uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and sit Elliott out of those three. Um, And tough matchup, too. I mean, they may go ahead and just go ahead and scrap the run game this week, given the matchup. So I would say sit Ezekiel Elliott out of those three. And then up next, we got Dalton Schultz or Isaiah Likely for the tight end spot. Yeah, so Schultz, I'm not sure he's going to play again. Mm-hmm. Um, at least this week, I should say. Let me let me rephrase that. And it's a tough matchup. Um, I was just looking at this. As somebody else asked me a similar question today. I think the next two weeks, uh, or even the next three weeks, they're really tough matchups for Schultz. Even if he's out there, C.J. Stroud, he's not 100%. That would be my concern. So I'm going to go out and say sit Dalton Schultz, play Isaiah Likely. Our last question from this listener is the Colts or the Rams defense? Yeah, uh, that's a tough matchup. And, like, I was talking about the Colts, I think, on this program a couple of weeks ago saying, you can pick them up right now, they'll be fantastic. And right. Did not look good that first week. The second week, or against the, the um, against Browning, they did have the pick six, which worked out well for them. I'm going to say go ahead and sit with the Colts. I just think they have a bunch of good matchups. And it's, again, the type of team that you could pick up and not have to worry about. So I would go with them over the Rams, although that's pretty much that's pretty close. That's pretty much a coin toss. When you look at this, uh, the New York Giants obviously coming into the Saints' house this weekend. They, Tommy DeVito's been the big story. Uh, <laughs> can can you rely on a, a dude like that coming into the Superdome this weekend, or would you recommend folks stay away from, uh, I guess the the fire, the bright eyes, the, everything that's hit the uh, the whole story of the New Jersey born guy leading the New York Giants now? I just don't know if that. The, the hype train can continue into this week, even though the Saints defense has been struggling. Yeah, I would not. Uh, look, and it's, it's a great story. And right. Who knows what they're <laughs> going to do. They gave a bag of money to Danny Dimes. <laughs> it's going to be very interesting to see what Brian Dable decides to do going forward. And if you have the extra time, I would encourage everybody to go out and Google Tommy DeVito agent because he <laughs> looks like you would expect a New York agent to be for Tommy DeVito. But I would not trust him this week at all. I think it's going to be a really tough matchup. Um, they kind of already know that, you know, look, he's going to try to get some yards with his legs. Um, but I think this is a really tough matchup. I would probably think there's a better option out there other than Tommy DeVito. So despite me facing Debo Samuel, I have very high <laughs> high hopes for one of my receivers that I think has a really good matchup, not only this week, but in the coming weeks. Uh, I mean, you're looking at you know the 29th and 30th ranked defenses coming up, and that's Devontae Smith for the Eagles, who's had 
some really nice games recently around 25 points against Buffalo and San Francisco and PPR leagues kind of dropped off a little bit, but the production as far as target level was still there against Dallas. Dallas has just got a legit defense, but you're going to get to Seattle Seahawks defense and then a Giants defense next week that are not good against opposing receivers. I know it's the same for AJ Brown as well, but what can you expect from this Philly offensive attack for the fantasy playoffs? I, I was really surprised that they didn't do better against Dallas, uh, to be honest. And I think we're going to find out a lot about Dallas coming up here and playing my bills at the late game Sunday. Uh, but that being said, this seems like it's a good matchup. The other thing that I'll, I want to just point out is the fact that uh, the Eagles have been on the road. They were on the road at Dallas. Now they're going all the way to Seattle. I mean, this is not like it's right down the road from Philadelphia. So uh, they've had a really rough stretch of games. I mean, I, look at those stretch games. Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, Dallas, and now Seattle. So I don't want to say that they're broken. And they still have time to correct the ship. It's a fantastic team. It's a good matchup this week, as you said. But I would go ahead and just say, look, let's temper expectations a little bit, given the fact that they're going into Seattle. Good matchup. If you got Devonta Smith, I'm still playing them. I'm still playing A.J. Brown. I'm still playing Hurts. I'm playing all those guys. But, as I said, like I wouldn't be surprised, if, given the fact that they've had this rough stretch of games against all these elite teams, and now you've got to still stay on the road, go all the way to Seattle. Might not be the best scenario, but, yeah, more or less, if you've got to the fantasy playoffs riding these guys, you still got to stick with them. So Isaiah Pacheco missed another day of practice, and for fantasy owners that have yep. him and have been counting on him all season long, he's been very solid. Are, are you telling them to go pick up someone like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who had just under 10 points against Buffalo last week, or are you just saying go after someone else? I'm probably saying going after someone else. Ty, Ty Chandler's out there. He would be a guy that I would take a look at over him. Um, Chase Brown has been kind of a hot name, but like I don't know. Do you really trust the second Cincinnati running back? Again, this goes back to kind of what we I was talking about earlier, that you probably got in there with guys who are better than this. Jerick McKinnon, he's always been kind of Patrick Mahomes type of guy. So uh, I'm probably staying away from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And, again, we don't know. Pacheco could still go ahead and, and start practicing later in this week. Uh, if he ends up on IR, then we know exactly what it's going to be. But right now I think it's a little bit of a murky situation, and there's probably going to be better options that you have. And then, Kevin, my last question for you is just kind of general, but what are some starting-level players that you just hate their matchup this upcoming weekend? You're avoiding them at all costs. Yeah, just go ahead and take a look. I was just looking at this today. Um, I had to make staff picks yesterday. There's still a lot of games with a lot of low over-unders. So you take a look, and you're facing a team like the Ravens, the Browns, uh, the Rams even. Just take a look at what the position players are because for some of those teams, it's the whole defense collectively. You don't want to have players going up against. But then it's, there's very specifics as far as what they're being able to do against the rushing attack. As far as uh, I'll give you an example, Philadelphia, fantastic against the run. You don't want to go out and question them. So Kenneth Walker, Charbonnet, probably want to stay away from those guys. But they can go ahead and pass against the, the Eagles. So that's what I would take a look at. Go ahead and take a look. And we've got all that stuff at rotowire.com. You take a look at the players' pages. You can see how the running backs and wide receivers go ahead and rank against those teams, and that's what you want to be careful of. But I would go ahead and start with the over-unders. Take a look at those low over-unders, figure out why those are low, and go ahead and then you'll figure out the position players who are going to be at risk this weekend. Kevin, I know you brought up your Bills in that Cowboys matchup where there's going to probably be a, you know, you would spend a plethora of points in the matchup. If you got either defenses in that, are you, you're looking to sit them, I'm sure, huh? Yeah, I wouldn't. If the Cowboys were home, 
I mean, they've been fantastic at home. They just destroyed the Eagles. That would be one thing, but I, and I don't think it's going to be a weather game here up in Buffalo. Um, it is. I'm looking at my clock in my car right now, and it says it's 42 degrees. Not not great, not terrible. I think that's the way it's supposed to be on Sunday as well, though. Uh, but I would, yeah, I don't think you're going to go ahead and play. I think this is going to be an up and down game. The Bills have played in two straight in a row games that have been very entertaining against the Eagles and then against the Chiefs. I think it's going to be the same type of game. Uh, they look very good on offense, but again, Dallas has looked fantastic so far. I mean, I just—if I'm a Dallas fan, I'm just hoping that they didn't peak a few weeks too early heading into the off season. And if you looking for a defense this week in the playoffs that you're, you know, you're not confident in what you have, uh, what could be out there maybe on the waiver wire if you want to stream somebody? Yeah, so. Uh... That would that is a very good question. Um, would you trust Falcons, someone like a Saints against the New York Giants? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. At home, yes. That, and that's one thing I always advocate for when you're looking for streaming yeah. defenses. You want to look for teams that are going to have be at home, have a good go, uh, a home crowd behind the Saints. We've always known that they've always had a great uh, home team that will show up for them, no matter what it what the record is. Uh, the Rams, if they're, they've been out there, they've got the Commanders. Now the Commanders are coming off the bye, so they had an extra week. But I like them. They're at home as well. Uh, but, yeah, there's not a ton of teams if you go ahead and take a look at it. But, yes, I always advocate take the team that's going to be at home, take the team that's going in the over-under, that's got a low, low over-under, which we've seen a ton of them over the last hmm. few weeks, so something less than 35 that's kind of a team I would go ahead and stream if you're looking. And I like the Colts at home. I mean, I, we just talked about them. I still like them. They're at home against the Steelers in the middle of the day on Saturday. I think that they could go ahead and be a great play as well. So why not look for a low over-under and the team that's home is we're going to go ahead and stream a defense. Thanks again, Kevin. Uh, tell, I appreciate all the uh, great work you do. Uh, tell the folks what they can find at rotowire.com right now. Yeah, rotowire.com backslash trial. Sign up for your free 10-day trial. Hockey, basketball, baseball. We're talking these trades that are going on. We're talking about these crazy contracts that are going on with baseball and a lot of football content. You can find articles, uh, three four articles from me each and every week. Rotowire.com backslash trial. Appreciate it, Kevin. Enjoy your buy and be talking to you soon. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Kevin. We'll be back with more sports talk right after this. Going to get into our St. Soundbank. Hear from quarterback Derek Carr what he had to say after practice right here on WWL Saints Radio. Welcome back into Sports Talk. Getting ready for Thursday night football coming up at 7 o'clock right here on WWL and the Odyssey app. Want to get into our Saints soundbake and hear from quarterback Derek Carr. You know, Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson are the only other quarterbacks ever with 3,000-plus passing yards in each of their first career seasons. Derek Carr is trying to join them. He's got 2,888 passing yards this year. Needs 20 more to make 3,000. Let's hear from Derek Carr as his shoulder's healthy, the ribs are feeling good, and he's doing all right heading into week 15 against those New York Giants. The ribs, is three extra days, been really good for that. I saw you were not on the injury reports. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, no, yeah. there's still like little treatments and things I got to do, but at this point, you know, playing the game full and all that, I wouldn't think I'd be on there. You know, I knew I was going to practice today. Uh, there was no, like, re-aggravations. So that was nice. You know, first time in a minute I didn't, like, land on the shoulder, or the, you know, so that was good. So I needed that. Um, but I, I do. I feel better this time this week. 
definitely than I did last week, uh, but sort sort like everybody yeah, else. Sure. Derek, I'm, I'm assuming you've grown up against the Wink Martindale defense a couple yeah. times. Um, yeah. What are kind of the hallmarks of that, especially with the amount of blitzes? Oh my goodness, he is a, he's an unbelievable coach. I have so much respect for him um, and, his, and their scheme. Uh, make it very difficult on quarterbacks. Uh, you can see that, you know, this season, especially the past couple of weeks, you know, they, they make it really difficult. And not only schematically, but they have good players. You know, it's one thing to have one or the other, but both, you know, they have good talent uh, mixed in with that. And, you know, it's a it's one of those games where it's mentally uh, draining, you know, at the end of it. It's like when I talked about playing, you know, Belichick, it's one of those days where there's so much mentally going on that, you know, at the blink of an eye, you wouldn't even, you know, see it or know, but that Mike points and this and who's in and what personnel and this and that decisions and blitzes and protections. And uh, he makes it he makes it really difficult, but I've always had a lot of respect for him. Is that just like from a disguise standpoint you're talking and just like seeing the blitzes different ways? Yeah, disguise, you know, personnel wise, you know, making you see one thing and doing another. You know, I know in Baltimore, they used to have all those all those rushers they put out there and you didn't know which one was rushing and which one was dropping. It makes it makes it tough on them on a mic point makes it tough and he's been doing that for years and so he's doing the same kind of things uh with disguises holding shells holding looks and he's got those guys bought in and they're they're doing a really good job Derek, you said you you learned a long time ago that nobody cares and that's how you have to respond to things but yeah <clears throat> has it been challenging for you to you know wanted a fresh start in a new place the results haven't come in we've talked about the crowd reaction and things like that i mean is, does it weigh on you is it tough to deal with that stuff i gotta be honest i think the frustrating part is that as a team, we just haven't put it all together at one time. You know, early on, we were having our struggles in certain areas. And then, man, like the last, again, forgive me not yeah. knowing the numbers, eight or nine weeks, man, we started having an uptick, you know, uh, last two weeks, red zone, seven for eight. You know, like so we're doing things better and we're getting better. Uh, but this is a team game. Like we all got to do it all at one time. That's what DA keeps preaching, you know. When we all three, all three phases show up and we do it, it looks really good and it's exciting. So that part comes, man. Like the, the excitement, all that stuff, that's gonna come as we play better and more unified as a team. And, you know, winning games always helps that too. Yeah. You know, we, you know, at the end of that game, it felt really great again. You know, we, you know, get in the red zone, get a stop, you know, touchdown. Get, get, get a stop, get the ball, boom, touchdown. You felt that energy start coming back. So we, we gotta do a job as players, keeping that, you know, getting that from the start. Uh, keeping it through the finish and and everything will be everyone will be happy and excited as long as we can just keep winning Are you better at dealing with that year 10 than you would have been? Oh, yeah. year Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a people pleaser. I am you know that since I was a little kid like I care what everyone thinks You know, are you happy? Are you good? Are you good? And I, I you know no matter how Excellent you try and do your job no matter how good you try and be in life, you know all those things I, I learned real quick man, there's still gonna be people that don't like you or don't care, or, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and that was a, a, when I was a young, young player, that was a, an awakening for me. Like, dang, yeah, I'm trying to do everything right. You know, yeah. I'm trying to do everything and, and be a good role model for the kids and all these kind of things. And uh, you learn real quick that, you know, that just is what it is. So it's not that you get hardened. Um, you just know, you know, you know what to expect it. It's not going to be positive all the time. But it sure was at the end of that game. Hopefully, we can keep doing that for our fans, so that we can just have some more good moments. And, and obviously, I'm just I'm trying to get to the heart of this question, just for like people like you know my wife, who's like, well, what does Derek Carr say about all that? Like, when I mean, have these last two games been especially jarring? I mean, that's probably a reaction you haven't even gotten much in your career. Yeah, I'm not used to that, but I do understand that their their expectation is our expectation. So their frustration, that's the way they can show their frustration. My frustration, I, I, we show it in our way. And so um, all of our expectations were so, so high. And our expectations still should be high. 
you know, everything is still in front of us. Again, I, I keep saying this, man, like, this is the time to do it. This is the time to get hot, you know, right now. I was on a team where this is when we got hot, and man, that was a, a great time in our stadium. It was a great, great energy in the city, and we want to do that for our city. I, I absolutely love this place, and I told you, I just want to win here. You know, when, I, when we were driving through and they're showing me, I, I just want to win here because I know what it feels like. And so hopefully getting the one last week, hopefully continue that and keep that energy going um, all the way throughout the rest of the season. Saints quarterback Derek Carr there talking about the black and gold getting ready for that battle Sunday in the Superdome high noon right here on WWL Saints Radio against those New York football giants who have been on a roll themselves three in a row. Got to snap big blue off their win streak and get the black and gold one going. We'll be back with more sports talk, closing things out before we head to Thursday Night Football right here on WWL. Closing things out here on Sports Talk, getting ready for Thursday Night Football here on WWL and the Odyssey app. Jimmy and Gretna, we're going to head to you. You are closing things out for us. What's up, my man? Hey, uh, hey, look, I was going to talk about our offensive line and how we've missed on these draft picks and how yeah. Trevor Penning's always a healthy scratch. I'm going to say that for another time because, look, I married an Italian woman, all right? This week, now my kids are getting into it. They're starting to wave Italian flags. Tommy, Tommy Cutlets. I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold up, guys. We've got to be saints. We're who that nation here. Yes, all sir. Right? And, Charlie I, Charlie, I do appreciate the Nick Mullins, the shout-out for Southern Miss, okay? <laughs> How about it's that, Jimmy? You're the backup, and you can't not kind of root for the guy. But hey, I'm still playing to win. As a fan, I'm not out there, but as a fan, I want the Saints to win. I don't want to lose out so anybody gets fired or gets a pink slip. We're playing to win the game, okay? Like Herm Edwards used to say. So that's where I'm at. There's this whole Tommy Cutlets thing where his his mommy cuts his meat for him because he's a good Italian boy, <laughs> and his mommy's got to cut his meat for him because. He can, you know, he, he hasn't been married yet, and, and he's waiting for a good Italian woman. That's all fun and games. That's all Rocky Balboa Hollywood stuff. We're winning. We can't let these Giants fans take all these tickets because tell you what, tickets are 15 bucks a piece right now in the secondary market, and they're going up. And I think it's because Giants fans are buying the tickets. That's why. Yeah, I would imagine the New York fans travel well here. Everybody, New Orleans is a destination city, obviously. And when your team's doing well and kind of hot, why not come to the Dome, right? I just hope that we can make this, you know, Tommy DeVito stuff, like the Lynn Sandy run that, you know, Jeremy Lynn had with the Knicks back in, like, what was it, 2012 or whatever. Like, he was crazy for a month, but then it just went away. Well, we were able to take care of Tyson Bajan. Hopefully, uh, you're the backup, as Jimmy was saying. Yeah, not a similar outcome. Though we, we were unfortunate, the uh, astronaut and Josh Dobbs took care of best. us. Right, yeah. exactly. So, Jeez. time for Tommy Cutlets to say goodnight. Yeah. Like us, we'll be back with more sports talk tomorrow, right here on WWL. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.